who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Da 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 da! Listen! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFridis, and I am here today with Tom Marks. Hello! Pear Schneider. I can't believe the audio is still not working. <laughs> and Brian Altano. Hi. Yeah, we got a new system up here and it's fancy, but what we don't have is audio because the laptop, the original laptop is gone, and with the original laptop is our sound effects. Don't worry, somebody stole about. the laptop out of this Honestly, room. Honestly, yeah. it got. It, got misplaced. I'm 100% certain that it is somewhere in this It's this been stolen and we, no, I, I believe you. <laughs> when people talk about IGN being this media company, it's actually just this room. Yeah. We do a lot with it. Yeah. Um, and there's one guy who handles all the life. We have like 60, 70 people cycle in and out of this room to review games, write articles, host podcasts, do videos. The That's Daily right. Fix is filmed in here. Yeah. All of our <laughs> premier yeah. flagship shows. Yeah. Yes. Lunch. Sydney is behind and that monitor. And because this is the only computer in the entire office, I sometimes use it to do work. Uh-huh. And we have to take turns. So yeah. like it, yeah. gets, it goes all over the place. Yeah, we did order a new typewriter, though, which we're going to get to write Ooh. reviews on, which mm-hmm. is cool. I'm excited for that. It'll be a good time. So, Brian, hey. where have you been? Oh, it's Brian. I, I was at E3 with the rest of you. But no, after that, I was in Florida, and I brought my Nintendo Switch to a shoot. I think I can tell you guys about it. I think you Me, can. Can I? Yeah, because didn't didn't somebody post a picture of you next to yeah, an alligator? But, but, then I, but then I got a message saying, please delete all your social media posts oh. about it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Pear just spoiled it anyway. So anyway, no, I was in Florida on a shoot that involved alligators and also a Nintendo Switch. Did you eat a pub sub? What's that? Brian. What is that? I've talked about this on the show multiple times. I don't listen to this you show. You go to Publix and oh, you get a pub sub. Yes, that. No, I didn't. I thought uh, that was like slang for like an alligator sandwich. I was going to be like, no. No. I didn't want to eat them and then go hang out with them because they would have sensed that I their friends were inside. They would have known. And then killed me. I'm sorry I didn't get a pub sub. What's so great about it? I think that's a plot of Bowser's Inside Story. <laughs> you look like you're about to kill me. <laughs> All right, next I've time. never seen that face before. Wow. If anybody I'm from sca- Florida is listening, we apologize for Brian's I'm, mis- You're like legit livid right now. I'm fine. <laughs> I 
don't buy that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had plenty of PubSub's uh, best sandwich in America. Yeah, I, I really like how they mix the shrimp with the cilantro. Oh, it's so good no. that yeah. they do that. Yeah. yeah. No. And the, it, the, they have the really, really long bread that they make this. <laughs> it's so good. Free cookies. Oh, like a sub. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They do have oh, free yeah. cookies if you're a child. Well, come on, remind us quickly well. what is in it so we can. So, okay, you go to Publix and they have a deli and you can order ahead. It's really great. The bread is freshly baked, but you order a chicken tender pub sub and you get it tossed in buffalo sauce and ranch. That's what or I got. Cheese dressing. Yeah, it was a classic. And then hey. you got to add whatever you want, like cookies. Onions. I didn't have no, lunch. Not to your sandwich. <laughs> I didn't either. I had to skip lunch. I, I like stuffed that cupcake, cupcake in my face. Yeah, same. <laughs> you guys had cupcakes for lunch? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. You should, you should have been a pup sub. A nice lady <laughs> gave us a cupcake. Who would have thought Brian comes back and the show goes off the rails? I didn't even do This is not even my fault this time. <laughs> yep. So, Brian, we got to talk about some E3 games that we didn't get to talk about yes. during E3. What are some games you played at E3 that you haven't been able to talk about yet that you are excited for? Um. So, I actually don't know if this one is specifically coming to Switch. I forget if it was, but John Wick Hex. Hmm. Did oh. you guys check that one out? Yeah, they, they that I played that. It's, yeah. it's at least coming to PC, and they said they, they don't know and aren't talking about yeah. other things beyond that yet. Um, I have a feeling it will. It feels like it could. It feels, it feels, it feels like feels it switchy. could. Yeah. And the developer, uh, Bithel Games, they, Bithel Productions, Bithel Studios, mm-hmm. Mike Bithel and mm-hmm. his team uh, have brought things to Switch in the past. Yeah. So I'm sh- I'm sure it's on their mind at least. Mm-hmm. He so made that- uh, Tom Marks Was Alone, right? <laughs> yeah. Close. Yeah. yeah, he made Thomas Was Alone. Okay. He's made Subsurface Circular yep. and I can't remember the name of the sequel, but the other uh, Subsurface game. Um, did you guys, We talked a little bit about Luigi's Mansion during the show we did live, but I got to play a lot more of it after that mm. and I really, really, really good, huh? It. Yeah. yeah it's, yep, same it's, here. I mean, we've, we've all said this before, but all the new sort of very arcade actiony mechanics of like grabbing ghosts and beating the hell out of him, slamming him against the walls and stuff like that has been really, really fun. The I slam heard, feels good. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I heard they didn't talk about or show, Nintendo didn't talk about or show anything about Metroid Prime because they wanted people to pay attention to Luigi. That is, I can't believe that they would admit that. We are I capable of pay attention, <laughs> pay, pay attention to two things at once. Speak for yourself. I would only have talked about Metroid. Really? Yeah. Do you think this is the year of Luigi? Yes, this is the year, <laughs> the year of Gooigi. I really hope not. Yeah. Why not? I love Gooigi, and I'm all about that, but I do not want a year of Gooigi. <laughs> I desperately... Just because I don't want to sit through a year of Nintendo saying the word Gooigi to I us. I desperately <laughs> want someone to dress up as Gooigi for Halloween this year. Really? Someone has to make that happen. It's kind with of actual tough. slime. Yeah. Oh, you know what you would have to do? Oh, with actual slime? Yeah, I mean, it's not real, right? Like a green jello costume? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk to Max about that. I was oh, going to say, if you, if you got like a full Luigi costume, but then you got one of those green man suits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put it over, you would basically oh, choke. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it would look cool for five minutes. You have to poke air holes in it, basically. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that you it's know doable. this it's much do- about green man suits. Yes. No, um, and we did a bunch of uh, live show interviews, which was really cool. Did we get to talk about Ultimate Alliance a little bit at E3? So I got to play a little bit more of that, which yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Um, every time I played that game, I played with different people pl- playing different characters and just teaming up and doing different things. I think that's going to be like, I think it's going to be a really big deal on Switch next month. Yeah, I think like, it'll be a big game. Mm-hmm. I played as Wolverine most of the time. Yeah, me too. He rules. I like that better than the flying stuff. Yep. Yep. I played a good. Storm, and she had a lot of very strong AOE attacks. But I also played with three characters from the Spider-Man. Spider Verse, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they got 
they had such cool combos together. Yeah, they it was basically really they just the entire level just becomes webs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just attack everything at once. It's pretty nuts. That's pretty. Um, cool. I'm trying to think about what else I played. It was a blur. You were on stage most of the time. I too. was on stage most of the time. Yeah, and then towards the end, I got to see Cyberpunk and Fallen Order, which don't have any chance of coming to Switch. Well, never say never. <laughs> mm. No, I'm Cyberpunk. Say never. <laughs> You're gonna just flat out say never. W- Witcher three is coming to Switch. Witcher three, yeah. 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 Witcher is still an open landscape. Cyberpunk's got a <laughs> lot of stuff on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. No, we'll see. I'd be excited mm-hmm. to see that. Um, yeah, I I, don't, I feel really good about the Switch coming out of E3. Honestly, okay. yeah, me too. Like, uh, and the fact that it had such a packed release calendar leading up to, and then immediately after, and then rolling into everything else we're going to talk about, uh, it's it's a good time. Well, it definitely also, and not to harp on that too much, but it, the 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 kind of narrative, one of the narratives that came out of E3 was like, man, 2019 didn't get anything. Everything is coming early 2020 or sometime yeah. in 2020. Right. The beginning of 2020 looks packed. But because yeah, but because Nintendo mostly focused on 2019. Obviously, they had things like the Animal Crossing delay, and they had uh, the Breath of the Wild reveal or tease. But a lot of what they showed and a lot of what we got to play is coming out this year. Yeah. And so really, it is like man, 2020 looks really or 2019 seems really dead, except for all of the stuff yeah. Nintendo's except for making. Nintendo. I'm actually kind of bummed that you aren't excited about the Zelda remake. Which one? Link's Awakening. I yeah. don't know if you've heard of that game. No, it looks fine. It's yeah. I don't know, probably my like twentieth so, favorite Zelda game. So I I didn't see you play. I'm kidding. I'm we kidding. Did, we, and we didn't talk about this on the live show, right? But when you got to play the demo, did you just go into like super speed mode yeah. because you remembered yeah. everything? How no, far he, did you get? Yeah, I, I talked about it. it a bit a couple of weeks ago. It was it was I I kind of just pat the 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 very friendly Nintendo PR person on the shoulder and was like I I got this. You can go get. Oh, <laughs> and you did the you did the whole dungeon. Then. I did the whole yeah, dungeon. Okay. I beat the boss, and then yeah. Tom came back. I can play it, and I basically stood over his shoulder, and I was like, "Dig here for the secret seashell. Go here for this. Go here for that." Um, but since then, I've actually been watching a ton of gameplay videos, and also, God, I got like uh, amiibo flashbacks because I was like mm. reaching out to friends in the UK to order the special edition hundred and something <laughs> dollar one that has the steel steel book case. Europe is getting amazing stuff this yeah, year. Yeah, when we're not, we didn't even get a Mario Maker stylus. Right, they get the Mario Maker stylus. They're getting the the steel book. They also got the same thing from Metroid a couple years ago that looked like a Game Boy game. Um, it's awesome stuff, and Man, I, I might need that stylus. I know I had to pay a premium for it. Not the stylus. Well, the good news is, folks, you can import because the mm-hmm. Switch is region free. So yeah, that's pretty. Cool. Um, our not on your account, our right? buddies at Game Explain did a cool video where they put up the uh, Game Boy graphics next to the original graphics or the the remake graphics. I guess they'd capture their Let's Play and then try to recreate it at home. Mm-hmm. And I noticed something that in the first house in the game, there's a little pedestal that Link walked up to and was just like, "Huh, I don't know what this is, but I think a piranha plant would fit here perfectly." And it's kind of like. Oh. oh, that wasn't in the can original sca- game. Can we use our piranha plant <gasps> amiibo to break out the house? Yeah, so I don't know how that's going to work. If you'll be able to like unlock stuff in the game or statues. Um, one of the things that I was talking about with Zach Ryan that he suggested, because um, he can't be on the show anymore, but I will still take his ideas and put them here on behalf of him. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Uh <laughs> Is he suggested that maybe it might be something like how in Wind Waker had that sort of like collectible photo thing where you could take pictures of things That's and right. turn them into little statues? So yeah, I'm not excited about this game at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't wait. So I cannot wait. Yeah, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But since then, it's been two. This is 
week two after E3. Mm-hmm. I don't even know it's what time it's been more than two anymore. weeks now. Yeah, but uh, there is a game out for Switch this week that we've all been talking about, and that is Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Our yeah. review of it went up yesterday by Damon, and he gave it an eight point eight. Uh, and, caveat, caveat. Yeah, big caveat. So um, <laughs> he primarily played it on the PS4 Pro, correct? Yeah. yeah. And it is. It looks very different on, on the PS4 Pro and the PC as, than it does on the Switch. Yeah. Yes. So, but and first, overall impressions of the game so far. Like, do you like it? So I've, I've only... I bought it this morning, okay. but I've watched Damon play and got Symphony of the Night flashbacks watching it. It, it is a... It is it is Castlevania, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like down to the sound. Now the music isn't as memorable. Like the classic tunes, obviously, are burned into our brains from playing Castlevania. But it looks like Castlevania. The battles are like it. The power ups. It really uses that Metroid style setup where you get new powers that lets you open new doors mm-hmm. that you couldn't um, before. Get new new powers for like jumping and all that. It's it's really fun. It's a good game. Um, and I just started the Switch version, and it still seems good. Yeah, but there are some some issues. No, I've been tracking this one for a long time. I'm a huge old school Castlevania fan. The GBA games are some of my favorite of all time. I'm still waiting for Konami to do the right thing and just mm-hmm. sort of drag and drop them. Recently, we got the Castlevania collection, so that's a good first step. Um, this is one of those like Kickstarter darlings that actually materialized and is good, which is something I can't say for well. If you, I mean, what? We owned a Wii U when that Kickstarter went up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, games take a long time. Yeah. You so know. if you still own the Wii U, you're kind of SOL, right? Well, you got, could, I think you can move <laughs> that over to the Switch okay. version. So All weirdly right. enough, I think 60% of the people who backed this game uh, backed the Switch version oh. or backed uh, the, the, the Nintendo, Nintendo version. version. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've, I've tracked this game a lot. I've been playing it at preview events where I think I, I told you guys I played it at PAX mm-hmm. East and was just like, it did not look good. And the yeah. next day they were like, we redid the graphics and it does look good. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. been cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, about an hour into the Switch version right now. And it's definitely got some technical issues. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally playable. Um, I will say that 505, who has re- released the game, immediately put out a press release the morning <laughs> of, which is like really transparent and surprising. Because, <laughs> I mean, they didn't just go, hey, like, enjoy. They were like, mm-hmm. this has issues. Um, we got it where we could get it, but we're going to keep getting it better. Like, yeah. they didn't just say, there's a lot of games that come to Switch that don't look great, and they just get left there forever yeah. right and should, so should have been more delayed then I, like i feel like yeah if you know that there are issues then then i agree some extra time so, and finish it totally agree so here's here's the thing it is like brian said and Paris said it is totally playable on the switch mm-hmm. and i played it for about two and a half three hours last night having not watched mm-hmm. any new gameplay videos i didn't watch damon play it in the office i was just completely ignorant to what mm. this game looks like on other platforms and I played out and to be honest my partner was watching me play it was like oh is this an old game I was like no it's a new game and I kept playing it and I was like this is fine yep but then I come in here and saw the PlayStation <laughs> version and I was like oh, oh no oh, I want that yeah, and yeah. it just made me like well you you mostly played docked right I played yeah. it in docked mode so for this is like this in Saints Row apparently are 
back-to-back sort of ports that look worse in docked mode yes. than they do in mm-hmm. handheld. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of games. That's so odd. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I always thought that like you had you could. The, that's it, that's a noticeable thing the, in, in Crash too. So mm-hmm. here, here's what happens when you put it on your TV, and, and if you have a nice TV with nice black levels, you'll notice artifacting. On like you know characters when they're zoomed in, like you you notice like the dithering between the colors. They're not yeah. blended, blended properly. Um, the color balances are off. Uh, it there are issues with performance where it chops up. Um, I have, we haven't gotten this far yet in the Switch version, but people who said like once you add familiars and more stuff happens on screen, it'll chug down to 15 frames per second. And which at that point, that's a real issue. And I have yeah. not gotten to that point in the yeah. game where I have unlocked all of those things. So maybe I will get to that point and then experience those issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so far, like nothing has happened to disrupt my uh, gameplay. It just right. disrupts the graphical right. There, there's mm-hmm. a, I mean, It just the, does not look the, nearly as pretty. I just want to be clear. The difference is really big. It, like mm-hmm. if you it see the two versions big. side by side on a TV, one looks very high res, very HD, and the other one looks like Symphony Symphony of the Night. I mean, it it looks ironically the Switch version looks more like Castlevania, especially when you, yeah. you see it running <laughs> on a smaller screen. Whereas the other one, like all the art is now so high res, it's a little bit more diver- divorced from the yeah the games. And it, so the thing is, it's not a pixel art game, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. this is a two point five D three D textured Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you pull back on like the the stuff that's running under the hood, it just doesn't look as good. And, some of the major issues I'm running into in the game, and Casey, I think, and you guys probably both experienced this, is jumping through doorways, especially the vertical doorways. That's the one thing that yeah. was noticeably jarring, because mm-hmm. I would jump up, and that split second or second or so that it would take to load would kind of mess up my reaction time, so I yep. would just fall back down. It, it doesn't take, in a game like a Castlevania game, it does not take many of those moments to totally screw up the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that this game, at least from what we've seen early on, is relatively playable. But mm-hmm. even just a couple of those things, when you're in a flow and you're really like you've memorized patterns and then suddenly there's a hitch that just you weren't expecting, yeah. can really, really destroy mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. I, and I really do hope that they yeah. address that sort of thing before anything else. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make this recommendation. If you own one of the other consoles, and the Xbox version is fine too, right? Uh, if you own any of those... And you're primarily going to play at home. Definitely get it for the other platform. Mm-hmm. Like it is a, it is a huge difference in performance. If you play it primarily on the go, the the Switch version is still a good, is still a good option. Yeah. And honestly, if you didn't see the other versions, probably wouldn't wouldn't bug yeah, it. Yeah. Until the until the later performance stuff. Hopefully that right. gets fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will point out that the other versions also do have their technical share. They do their, their share of technical yeah. issues well, as well. Was, that was the funny thing about Pear you saying like, why didn't they just delay this version a little longer? Mm-hmm. Especially because there was that bug There's on a the game breaking on the bug. PS4 and Xbox version where anybody who played it at launch basically had to restart yep. their entire oh, save yeah. file. A bunch what? of treasure chests in the game just like popped open permanently without you being there to open them and they oh, had no. key items you needed for progression and you'd go to them and they stuff would just be missing. So there were a ton of people who just yeah. literally had to restart their game which in a game like a, a randomized Castlevania is is really really a bummer. It, is it randomized? Well, not random random. I didn't mean like map randomized. Oh, it right, was right. it was one of those Castlevanias where drops and certain items that, and, and yeah. souls or shards as they're yeah. a percentage a loot percentage chance of getting I'm trying to remember loot, which was it random. Yeah. It was like Dawn of Sorrow. One of the Castlevania games had uh, initiated this like sort of soul system mm-hmm. where you would like 
kill hundreds of enemies over and over hoping for one of them to drop like a rare card that you mm-hmm. can summon for the rest of the game. And Casey, you were saying that like you can actually stack those up and become more powerful with them? Yeah, so the more of the same shard you can collect, the more powerful that spell becomes. And there is a limit to that, but then you can still collect them and then sell them at the shop for money. Yeah, that rules. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into it. I'm like... I'm sort of terrified to keep going forward on the Switch version because I don't want to hit any game-breaking bugs. But mm-hmm. also, I think it's like, maybe I'm just really craving a game like this right now, but I think it's playable enough. Yeah. Yeah. That said, uh, to echo what Pear said, if you're really just going to mostly play it at home and you have another console, get it there. If you're looking for one game to play this week, get Mario Maker, I'd say. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But like, wait a little while. And uh, I, I, they've, they said they're working on it. Yeah. They said they're patching it's, it. And so. it's not an impulse buy. It's 40 bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's not like and a quick $10. Specifically, mm-hmm. this is what their statement said. Um, they said, we have been listening to the feedback regarding Switch performance. Our goal is for everyone, regardless of platform, to be able to enjoy the game and have it run smoothly. We want to live up to your and our expectations. Throughout the QA process, we have been addressing performance issues in the game. Update 1.01 was published to Switch prior to launch and add content and improve performance. It did not accomplish as much as we had hoped, and we need to do more. We will have more details as we dive into the work. We thank you for your patience and apologize for the inconvenience. Um, there... Re, they're moving their resources specifically to fix the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're changing their initial plans of where they're diverting resources to make the Switch better first. Good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. The, the the bummer, I think, for anyone who sees the different versions, the bummer will be that in most rooms, the game doesn't do that much that it warrants this big step down in resolution as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the Switch should be able to handle most areas in 1080p just fine. Yeah, but it, it but but it but it do, does look muddy, and I think it's because there are some bigger boss battles where it would have chugged if they had done it at, mm-hmm. at a higher resolution. So they probably opted to just yeah not have any dynamic. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't I don't make games at all but it seems like it's <laughs> or ever or ever but it seems like a like a weird like scoping issue if from from the jump this was something that like didn't scale to switch when so many people were going to play yeah. that game here you but, know but but I, I mean again like when you play it and you compare it to some other side scrollers on the platform it should have been doable like I, this, yeah i agree it feels like this is a a port issue and not enough time spent on making mm-hmm. it adapting it for the switch totally yeah so I guess my like final question on this is, is the Switch version worth your time if you don't have the other consoles? If this is your yeah. only option, is it mm-hmm. still worth playing? Yeah, it's a I, game. Yes, yes. Yeah. I w- but I would say I would say wait wait a week or two, mm-hmm. see if a patch pops up. If you're dying to play it, sure. But just know that you know obviously improvements are coming. But mm-hmm. if you can if you can wait if you're patient, I know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what that's like. I know yeah. what it's like to go to that eShop and look at those little rectangles and be like, how do I get that on my yeah on my may- system? Maybe this will make people more tempted. But uh, I think that getting to the core of that question is like, if you are a huge fan of all the mobile DS Castlevanias and you've loved those games and you've missed them, this is 100% going to scratch that itch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is absolutely that type of game and that and it's uh performance stuff aside a well executed version of that game yep and just as someone who usually avoids side-scrolling action games like like i avoid metroidvanias and i think the primary i know right i think the primary reason reason is because i'm not good at them Mm. (laughs) and i think you bought the wrong console well here's the thing i think (laughs) this game is going to be the one that makes me get good at them and then i will then be able to enjoy all the other ones because i'm that 
interested in all of the other mechanics and other things going on with this game that I'm going to I'm gonna get good. Someday there's, there'll be a Monster Huntervania and you'll be all in. <laughs> there's some hilarious stuff in this one too where like the story is actually I was surprised by how much I'm enjoying the story, enjoying the voice yeah. acting, enjoying the writing. Uh, and the character customization hilariously undermines that mm-hmm. because you and, and it's this is not a game breaking thing by any means, but since you can put on silly masks and silly hats, you know, you have this character where it's like these demons are killing human beings and I'm a like chained demon, horrible person, an abomination. Am I even a human? Who knows? Like all this deep, really, like really serious stuff. And then you walk into a cutscene with like squeaky shoes, fake yeah. elf ears, squeaky shoes oh, and a pirate great. hat on. And you're like, Hey, which, let's uh-huh. go. Which is like, they've never really made, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe they've ever really done that with like the 2d Castlevania games where like you would just get all this stuff and you'd put it on. It would be like veil yeah. of awakening, but you wouldn't change your character. I love that. You actually see your accessories. Yeah. Found, it's cool. When I found the elf ears, I was like, there's no way they're actually going to give her elf ears. And they did. It's like, so oh good. <laughs> no, it's so good. Now there's, there's a really good game in there. Um, if you have to wait, Wait. If you need it right now, just know what you're getting into. But it's still totally playable. So let's move on to some news. So last week, we did miss a topic, and that was um, Animal Crossing will allow only one island per Switch. Hey. Yeah, so if you share your Switch with kids or with your spouse or with your friends... You will all inhabit the same island, and you can ruin each other's work. So, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, so, this takes me back to the Game first Q. time I played Animal Crossing on the N sixty four. Yeah, when it was called Dobutsu no Mori, and uh, you had a cartridge, and the ma- I think it was in the manual even it encouraged you to lend your cartridge to other people because you would all contribute to the same place. Because it saved your game on the cartridge, so they didn't allow you to make multiple towns either. Mm -hmm. This is what that sounds like. Mm. Obviously, the Switch has the storage space to let you have different different, uh, spaces in it. Well, so the issue about that, I played it on GameCube, Mm -hmm. right? And my roommate and I lived in the same town in the game. And the main issue was that uh, resources, like fish and and bugs, I think they're infinite, right? But Mm -hmm. going into the store and like, buying a carpet, it, they would just be sold it's out of that carpet for that day, right? Yeah. And so my roommate would go into the store and just be like, this, is, this store is empty. This sucks. <laughs> this, is not, this is not fun for me. And he'd go down to the beach and he'd like catch all these barred knife jaws and red snappers and he'd go to sell them to Tom Nook. And Tom Nook would be like, thanks, but there's nothing you can buy here. <laughs> you know, and all the animals would be like, I'm tired of trading furniture today. I'm going to sleep. Well, like, maybe, this is, maybe they address that, right? I, maybe. We, we, we don't know how it's set up. Th- this is part of it, though, I think, is this isn't a new thing. This isn't really a, a, a surprise for the Animal Crossing series because yeah. it's kind of what they've always done. So it's not like it's some egregious, unexpected thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that so many Switch games have trained us to expect that on the Switch, a different account means a different save file. And the fact that this suddenly doesn't, this is suddenly the older way, is extremely disappointing. Mm -hmm. Because I'd rather have the option, right? I'd rather at least have, okay, you know, this is this this account where it's one island and you can uh, have different people playing on that island. But especially with this Animal Crossing where they're giving you so much control over actually customizing the island, the idea that you could build out this whole other thing and build out paths and then somebody else could jump on your switch on their 
account and be like, oh, what's this? And just destroy it all. Right. Well, Tom, you kind can, of a bummer. You can always delete the other people's accounts. That's <laughs> Block it. True. Put yeah. a passcode on your switch. Be done. Yeah. I I'm, get why they're not doing cloud saving. Like, yeah. I understand the whole they don't want people to spoof saves and screw right. stuff up with that. I understand that. Yeah, now Resetti that. doesn't have a job. Yeah, Resetti's, mm-hmm. Resetti got laid off, they said. That was the official <laughs> word from Nintendo. Well, Aww. I think he might have a new, better job that maybe doesn't involve him screaming at us at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hopefully. Isn't he a minor? Yeah. Mr. Rossetti was the reason why my daughter stopped playing the GameCube version. When she was really little, she was so afraid of Mr. Rossetti. And kids kids always accidentally turn off a console without saving and stuff. And so when she ran into it again the second time, she's like, I'm stopping. Like well, because he made her like type out apologies and stuff. She's like, here, here's the thing yeah. about Mr. Resetti. When you started the GameCube version and you had forgotten to perfectly save properly yep. in the last one, the game would start up and it would be a sunny, beautiful day, and you'd have that little icon beeping yep. above your mailbox, and your character would walk out with a, sh- a shield, a shovel, or whatever, and then you'd walk like three steps, and it would go like, and goes, then he boom. would, yeah, he would pop out and he'd be like, "What the f, man? Like you really <laughs> screwed this up for me." Yeah, and then he'd be like, "Type in, I'm." So Sorry, I'm never going to do it again. And you'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I forget which one. Was, was it the DS game that showed you his house? Oh, what? It, like, cut to, like, there was this underground cavern where he lived, and he was just this angry dude. And How many like times were you resetting your save file yeah, inappropriately, Brian? Right? I time-traveled a lot. This and guy, so, like... I bent, I bent the rules of reality. You broke the rules so much, you, like, saw his house. You, like, mm-hmm. were, you were his buddy. No, time traveling. We didn't people. know each other. We weren't even acquaintances. Time travel is I such a weird. The rules. That's true. It's Sam Claiborne does the same thing. He was. Just, he's just like it's June, so the June fish are here, and I'm like, <laughs> I caught those in December. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> but time traveling is the reason that uh, this game won't have cloud saves. Did you guys know that? Hmm. Yeah, it's because like that that would screw things up for everybody. Yeah, and so they're like a small group of our audience cheats. And so everyone will be punished because of it. So because of me and my time-traveling idiot friends, you guys don't get cloud saves what? for a game that really needs it. Thanks, buddy. I, Anytime. I'm Appreciate it. I'm trying to find a picture of Rossetti's house. I'm having a hard <laughs> Rossetti. time. Really? The Rossetti Surveillance Center. What is there this? it is. That's yeah. A, what? I told you. I don't know if he, if he sleeps there. No. What is this? <laughs> What are you looking at? I can't see. We're getting see into it. that deep Rossetti lore. We yep. are researching the lore of a character who's not in this game. He might be in this game. He just doesn't have a job of screaming at you. What? He's just like a bum. Yeah, he's just like maybe a homeless. He works, at, he works at Nookingtons and uh, folds clothes. Wouldn't it be great if they made him like a townsfolk uh-huh. that you could get? Oh my god, that'd be so awesome! And you just you knock on his door. Oh, yeah. and yell, is that is, is that Rossetti's house? house? Yes. in the video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I think he sleeps there. That's amazing. That's the bed, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, it maybe it's not, but that's why he's all angry all the time. Oh, thank you, Nookpedia. He sleeps on like a broken futon. <laughs> Back's probably all messed up. I'd be angry is too. Kids, that's this is getting too deep. This is more is than there a, is there a Mr. Setti? Congratulations for Setti on retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, we <laughs> hope that this Animal Crossing shared island thing won't cause siblings to absolutely freaking hate each other. Yep. But we know it will. So good luck with that if you're siblings. Yeah, that's anyway. A tough one. There's some other news. Speaking of uh, games that made people hate each other, like the Nintendo 64 with the Mario par- parties and Mario Karts, um, <laughs> Aeon has announced Super 64, a Nintendo 64 HDMI adapter. Tom, yes, tell us more. I'm, uh, in, I'm in, by the way. Yeah, it's this little cool kind of plug-and-play dongle that plugs into the, the audio-video ports of an N64, and it just is, becomes an HDMI port 
Oh, your mic is drooping. Oh, I don't know. Looks like you have a <laughs> mic issue. And uh, a lot of people will be like, but what if you just plug in the audio video? And it's like, well, a lot of modern TVs are getting rid of that stuff, so it's not as common. And then other people are like, well, what if you just use an HDMI adapter? And that's a good point. But uh, either those HDMI adapters will have lag mm-hmm. or they will require an alternate power sp- source where they plug in with a, into a power strip or something like that, usually. So the kind of the, the pitch of this is that it's lag-free. It doesn't need an external power source. You just plug it in, and you can plug an HDMI into your N64, and it works on modern TVs. Wait, oh, wow. I said I was in, and then I just saw the price. Yes. So oh, this is no! the kicker. It's $150. Ah. Why? Tom, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I think that... Honestly, HDMI converters are kind of pricey, but this does seem very, very high to me. Uh, Another thing that it can do is it has something called a slick mode where you press a little button on it and it basically adds really minor anti-aliasing to your N64 games. So it's, I mean, they're doing some real processing. Yeah, this isn't just like a a plug, right? Mm -hmm. It is is more than that, but $150 is a really steep price for something like this. So it's probably aimed at, you know, companies and streamers and... Potential hobbyists yeah. who, mm-hmm. who really want to recover. I was something more like fifty dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking too. Yeah, Eon, uh, the E O N all capitals is the name of this company. Apparently, they also made a GameCube thing that is almost identical to this, which is sold out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Janet Garcia actually said that she has one and it works quite well. So oh, we wow. at least know that they have a good track record. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, if this thing was half the price I would still be like man that's kind of pricey yeah. but uh, $150 is $150 yeah. is a lot for an adapter that you can kind of get other solutions for yeah you can, you can buy you a can 3DS for that 6 and 64s at the garage sale <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a cool little yeah, thing yeah it is still really cool and that starts mm-hmm. shipping you can pre-order it now but it starts shipping on like July 22nd I believe around oh, well, that's fast. Right. yeah so it's it's a it's a neat thing look it up mm-hmm. if you're enthused by it mm-hmm. thanks and Tom yeah. next up Terraria is coming to Switch woo Terraria has been on everything, the PC. Everything. Everything. And for how long? Uh, a million years. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, Some, and, and, something like at least five years. And people play Six that years. game for a million years, yeah. too. Yeah. It's quite a long tail game. It's one, of the, it's one of the highest amount of hours I have in a game on Steam. Oh, you too. Oh. How many hours? Uh, hundreds. I'm not oh sure my exactly. Gosh. <laughs> so it has as much replayability as like Minecraft. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, you don't build stuff the same way, but no. Th- I mean, yeah. that's the comparison it gets a lot of the time is two yeah. D Minecraft, yeah. but that is true probably for the first hour or so of the game where you're punching trees and building houses, uh, and then it just sort of goes off the rails and it's got these crazy enemy variety and huge boss fights, tons of different weapons, so many, magic systems, yeah, loot like crazy amounts of tons loot, tons of yeah. loot. Yeah. Uh, it's a really really cool game. It, odds are you might have played it already because it was on Wii yeah. U and 3DS. It's been on mobile. It's been on PS3, <laughs> oh PS4, gosh. Xbox 360, Xbox yep. One, PC. And every single one of those platforms has a different Ooh, yeah. price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was on Ouya. Uh, was it? <laughs> really? I don't know, but something had to have been on Ouya. <laughs> I think it's Terraria. There you go. We have a Ouya in the closet, really? Yeah. That's my. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh <laughs> Yeah. It, the one in the case? So this is the weird thing about this yet. You can um, have it. I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> this is coming out on the 27th, so I guess the day this posts. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's going to be $30. If I'm wrong about that, then I'm sorry. But that was the price <laughs> it was on Wii U. But then on PS4 and Xbox 360, it's only 20 And then on PC, it's only 10 And hmm. on mobile, it's only 5 It's so a switch tax. It's just kind of weird that it's if it is that price, it's a little higher. And I'm not sure why. Yeah. 
But I'm glad Bummer. it's coming because yeah. it's a phenomenal game and you should play it with your friends. Cause are you, you going to begrudgingly buy it like I did for Resident Evil 4? Probably. And then play it for <laughs> hundreds of hours anyway and be like, this is ridiculous. How dare they charge $30? Yes, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good game. I'm mm-hmm. a little nervous. I just did that for Crash Team Racing too. Really? I paid 40 bucks for that. Yeah. I know it's got a huge following on, on uh, consoles, but I am a little nervous about playing this game with controller. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people love to, but uh, it feels like a very mouse and keyboard driven game. Can you play touchscreen? I don't know. Hmm. You, I think you could on 3DS. So yeah. maybe they're going to bring some of that stuff over. That'd be cool. I sure. mean, this is a total like sort of surprise launch, right? This is. Uh, yeah, we've known it's coming, but we didn't know when. And then mm-hmm. yesterday they were like, "Hey, it's out in two days." And the the reason they did that is because they're making a physical version eventually. Oh. But th- right now it's just digital only because they were like, "Hey, the game's done and it's through cert, so like, why don't we just release it now?" Yeah, <laughs> totally. No, I'm looking forward to it. And real quick, I forgot to write this down. I actually forgot to write two things down. So, hey, surprises, guys. But first up, um, some of the developers of Astral Chain said that if the first one is successful, they plan on making it a trilogy, mm-hmm. which I think Whoa. is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So buy Astral Chain, and then we'll get more. Unless what? it sucks. Unless yeah. it sucks, in which case, be precognitive and don't buy it. <laughs> they were, they were keep, on our keep live it show. Locked. Yeah. yeah. They were on our live show at E3, and I was really surprised to find out that like a lot of that game is just being like a really good Samaritan cop yeah. who walks around like cleaning up street garbage off the street. Oh, and there's lots of cats. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. It's for that really game. cool. I'm really into it. There's a whole story to write about turning demons into cops in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> anyway, Tom. Yeah. Give us your Switch stand update. Oh, yeah. This is, so this is really quick because I know everyone loves hearing We're me talk not about talking Switch. about the Switch stand again, yes. are we? This Genki stand. Uh, so I are, you, on... are you on their payroll? No. Like, come on. <laughs> like, we all know games media is Pear, not you on the two. take. Wildly corrupt. Yeah. Like, the, look, big, the big Switch stand industry is tearing apart games journalism. I, I, I was able to buy a yacht just from... You know, controller manufacturers sending me bribe money. I genuinely yes. believe that. Yes. <laughs> I, no. So, okay. I, I just wanted to call out because I, I put out a call last week to if anybody knew where to buy this separately. And a lot of people hit me up on Twitter and chimed in. And thank you for all those people who did. Uh, essentially, the way it works right now is that this isn't available separately yet. This really great switch stand from Genki, which, Brian, you used the actual Bluetooth adapter, and said you really liked it. So I'm a dumb man for a number of reasons, <laughs> but I backed this uh, entire kit on Kickstarter for the the Genki Bluetooth receiver to like be able to use you know Bluetooth headphones on Switch, and uh, I tracked all of the the R and D, and I tracked all of the sort of like they started doing all these little things where they're like, here's a case, and here's a like little headphone adapter that you can use. It has a microphone on it if you want to play Fortnite. Mm. And at the time, I was super into Fortnite. I'm like, this would be great. And I yelled. Those stupid kids that always yell at me when I play that, that game. And uh, then they were like, do you want this stand? And I was like, no, I'm good. You guys keep it. <laughs> and then like they shipped me everything and there was a slot in the case for the stand and I was like, I should have gotten the stand. And now we're here and now I have nothing but remorse. Well, good news. The, were you, the folks... Were you able to hold it? Give yeah. him the stand. Here you go. Uh, the good folks at Genki. Do actually, I get paid to hold this, or does the money still go to you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> still mine. No, uh, they they actually the folks at Genki actually hit us up on Twitter and said that uh, they are going to sell the stand separately at some point. Nice. So they are work. They showed like pre prototype box art. Mm-hmm. So they are still actually working on that. So you will be able to buy it separately. In the meantime, a couple people did send me links to something else from a company called Twelve South. They make a stand called the Compass that is meant for. Uh, iPads. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar design. It's probably just as effective, though it is 
it's a bit clunkier. It's a bit bigger because it is meant for iPads. Yeah. It's a little wider. It's a little thicker. It doesn't fold up like kind of like a switchblade like this one mm-hmm. does. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stands out there and I just want to thank everyone cause this is really cool. And thank you. Like, thank you for the information and NBC listeners for sending me stuff and yeah. all that, the leads. That's all. Yeah. No, I'll shut sweet. up about stands forever now. I, I look, I actually think it's a really good stand. It's a I cool just, stand. I just love your stand passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's cause like, it's really hard to find a very portable, sturdy switch stand and, then this one was just like yep. checked all the boxes. He's doing the thing at the beginning of the infomercial now where it's all black and white and he's like <laughs> dumping his switch everywhere and he's like, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> yeah. I'm nice. that guy with too he many pours lines. pasta all over himself yeah. oh, inexplicably. No. I've done that playing switch. Really? Very messy. Yeah, it happens. I always boil pasta while making switch. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Tick off all my Italian Italian boxes. I told you I didn't have lunch. Stop talking about food. Let's head I'm on just, over to I'm Pub just, Sub. I just keep reminiscing about oh. that cupcake that I ate earlier today <laughs> and how I'm not going to have a cupcake to eat when we leave this room. You guys, you can't. It. You're adults. You can't have cupcakes for lunch. I yeah, do what can. I want, Brian. Okay, fair enough. I didn't have time. I will not get in your way. I fear your wrath. <laughs> Brought to you by Pub Sub. I'm not actually mad. Please don't think that. <laughs> I don't. It's all right. So we already talked about Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, which is out this week. Yep. But you know what else is out this week? Mario Maker 2. That's hey. right. And none of us in this room got <gasps> to play it. Ooh. Except for Brian, who played it a preview event. I did the preview event a couple weeks ago. I talked a lot about it on this show, right? Did yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, did. I yeah. did. Um, but no, Seth Seth got a full review uh, out the door this morning at 6 a.m. Give it a 9.5. Yeah, yeah, 9.5. So Seth's and been hot. Likes it a lot. Game. Yeah. Tom, you got to, you it. edited the review. I did. So give us give us a rundown. Uh, he liked it. He thought it was good. In mm-hmm. fact, amazing yeah. is what our nines mean. Uh, basically, the, the summary of his review was. He thinks it pretty much does everything that the original did, but more and better and more clever. And yeah, it, it just sounds like a very well well put together, expansive sequel. Um, he really actually liked playing with a controller a lot, like building with a controller. He ended up saying in his review that he enjoyed building with a controller more than the touchscreen. Oh, wow. mm. um, I've heard a lot of reports from other people saying if you're going to use a touchscreen with this, get a stylus that yeah. works. The 3DS stylus will not work. You need like a capacitive mm-hmm. stylus if, like they sold in Europe only. If mm-hmm. it's one, if it works with your iPhone, it will work with the Switch. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there are lots of options. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, he liked that. He really liked the story mode. He said it could have stood as its own game pretty much. Mm. It's very thin. There's not like worlds or anything mm-hmm. like that. But the levels on display there are apparently very, very fun. Um, the main complaints that he had was kind of what you'd expect which is the online is good, but it's super hard to play anything with your friends, right? Like you can't play co-op with your friends directly online. Only local, yeah. Only locally. Which uh, they said they're they're patching eventually, right? I think they said they're looking into it. I don't yeah. remember the exact wording. Uh, be, I That might be like that scene in Indiana Jones. Some... Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. where they push the crate into the warehouse and they, they have top men on it. And they never yeah. think about it again. <laughs> yeah. There's it's been gone. some discord about that on our uh, Nintendo voice chat podcast forums on Facebook, where people are saying that it's not available and will never be available, and some mm-hmm. it'll be available eventually. Well, we don't see. Yeah. It might keep, be a, keep hope alive. might be like, I mean, if they're supporting this with DLC in the future, Remember the battle mode in Mario Kart? It wasn't there, and then suddenly it was there. So yeah. That's yeah. Keeping... Uh, then the other main complaint was a similar, similarly classic Nintendo complaint of the only way to play with 
your friends' levels is to enter a nine-digit friend code that you have to get from them, and it's just very, very slow and very confusing and not at all intuitive. Right. Um, which is, you know, what, once apparently the search functionality is much better. All those like tags and stuff really, really mm-hmm. help. But yeah, they just sort of like fumbled with some of the online friend sort of stuff in a mm-hmm. not altogether unexpected way. But beyond that, the actual game sounds very, very fun. Um, I think that what's really interesting about this, or even reviewing it, is that like Seth reviewed everything that's available right now. This game is going, I mean, it's going to, it's going to soar, right? It's going to sell right. millions of units. But it's also going to live kind of by the long tail of how people interface with it and how people share levels and what they build. And um, I think moving away from the auto runner thing that became so prevalent with the first Mario Maker game, which people made these elaborate Rube Goldberg machines that basically played musical instruments and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but weren't exactly the most fun levels to play. You can just kind of filter those out nowadays. Um, Really interesting thing is there's a Twitch streamer pro Mario maker guy named Grand Pooh Bear, and he's awesome. He was on the show. He was on our show. I really want to get him back. I believe he's in San Diego. Um, Shout out to him. He's a wonderful, wonderful dude. He went into the most insane minutiae of all of like the patch notes basically that are happening under the hood and above in this game now. Just sort of things where it's like, now when you kick a shell into the lava, you cannot bounce on it. And like there's all these like mm-hmm. weird little property value things that they mm-hmm. tweaked now that he's like really digging into. And so I think that's gonna change things. I had no idea that there was a scene like that in the same way like people look at like fr- fr- frame counting in Smash Brothers and the, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, hopefully that, that, that becomes something that the pro community latches onto. I can't wait to see this game grow. I can't wait to see videos go viral of insane levels that we can all watch people play and then download ourselves. Like that's that's going to be my favorite part of this whole process. Well, and apparently one of the coolest things that I didn't expect cuz we knew a lot about this game already once the reviews came out. Uh, we'd seen a lot of it. Apparently there's this whole tutorial sort of like lessons mode mm-hmm. in the game that is unexpectedly in-depth, where it's not just, here's how you use the maker, here's how you put the things, here's how you undo mistakes. It also goes into, like, actual game design lessons, Mm. where it's like, this is how you engage your player, this is how you make a level fun, this is why you shouldn't troll players, right? Like, this is how you can draw inspiration for your levels from other things, right? It, it, It actually teaches you how to make a fun level rather than just how to use the tools, which is incredibly unexpected. It's super and, cool. And super cool. I mean, I feel like they're low-key training the next generation of like Nintendo <laughs> level employees. Design. Yeah, level yeah. designers. Yeah, I mean... Maybe, huh? That's what, that's what uh, Seth said in his review, and you should really go read the whole thing yeah. and watch, watch the video because it. it's very, very funny yeah, and he it's did a very his own good v- review. His, he did his own VO, too, which yes. is really good. Seth, is, Seth VO is very good VO, mm-hmm. generally. No, he's um, a wonderful, wonderful man. And, uh, Love that boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what he said in his review too. Is like he wouldn't be surprised if ten years from now we start getting indie developers who are like, yeah, I learned how to make games in Mario Maker. And yeah, then I, you know, took C plus plus after that or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's awesome. So I do have a a question block question that I want to bring up to this discussion. Okay, um, but Mark uh, Tostigo, I'm, I'm, it's a name. Nintendo has not released. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. You, you got okay. Nintendo has not released a new 2D Super Mario game since the release of the original Super Mario Maker. And I'm not entirely... Mm-hmm. Would you consider Super Mario... I know it's just 3D in, in the name, but would mm-hmm. you consider Super Mario 3D World, like, kind of 2D-ish? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's definitely the in between of a three yeah. D and a two D. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah the, the skills required are different in that game. Yeah, yeah. It's not the precision jumping kind of stuff. Okay, so yeah. N- Nintendo has not released a new two D two D Super Mario game since the release of the original Super Mario Maker. It seems as though Mario Maker has killed the two D Mario series in a way, as mm. a new conventional game would seem lesser in comparison. Is there any way Nintendo can give the series a fresh identity again, and what new features would it take? Uh, number one, that's sort of incorrect because they did release Super Mario Run on iOS, which had a whole bunch of new levels okay. and, and functionality. Uh, but I will say that like the weird the weird thing that happened with the Wii U failing and the Switch just crushing it was that instead of getting a brand new 2D Mario game this generation, we got last generations again, which was new for a lot of people. Um, I don't necessarily think Mario Maker has destroyed it, but mm-hmm. I do want to see them do something completely new and and sort of in the same way they they reinvented the art style with Link's Awakening and and Yoshi's Yarn Basement or whatever. <laughs> um, Yoshi's Yarn Basement. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see them do something like that for Mario. Yeah. Um, and look, Super Mario Maker is a remix of everything that's there. Yeah, you get you're getting a lot of the classic powers and and you know suits, all of that stuff back. I do think there's room for them to grow with 2D and do something different. Just think of all the you know all the crazy powers they've uh, introduced to the series over the years. They can do that again, mm-hmm. right? They they can give you a new Tanuki and Frog kind of concept. And then yeah, I think art style the series. I I wasn't a huge fan of the new Super Mario Brothers look, and I feel like it's time to um, to revisit that and do something new. I was okay with that look, and then they made like seven games. Yeah, well, it. maybe that was it, right? And mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's, I think even more so, there's especially room to do that now that the 3D Marios yeah. have gone back to the sort of hub world format. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because Super Mario Galaxy 2 went towards the 2D Mario format of just walking down like linear paths that just go to different levels and sort of branch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that was that was always something that was sort of more of the 2D thing, but now that the 3D Mario games are back to this sort of Mario 64 style of worlds, then that, that means that there is fertile ground for that 2D format to explore. Totally. Yeah. And and think think of just the power set in Super Mario Sunshine. The you know the entire kind of like water power jetpack. Uh, apply that to a 2D game. Mm-hmm. Something that they haven't done like that before. No, totally. And that's how you distance yourself from Mario Maker, which feels like it's like, why would you make a new 2D Mario game when the community is making endless versions of mm-hmm. that? Uh, new power-ups and a new art style is the perfect yep. way to circumvent that. That's it. I think we'll see more, but I don't think for a while. I feel like now they've they've had their re-release and they have Mario Maker. I don't think we're going to get a new 2D Mario next year. I think they'll yeah. tap into another franchise. Yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. I, th- yeah. I, I hope, I guess that's a better way of putting it. I hope that they do this. I hope that they go revisit this stuff. Uh, but I don't expect it anytime yeah. soon, but necessarily. Don't, don't do another Pikmin 2D. That's forbidden. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Pikmin must be 3D. Whatever yeah. happened to Pikmin 4? <laughs> I, where it's is It's running that? around in Mr. Miyamoto's garden right now. <laughs> they didn't want to talk about it this year, so we'd focus on Luigi, Tom. Yes. Yeah. I mean... I can't think about Luigi, Pikmin, and Metroid in the same year. I don't know about you guys. Pikmin I need 4. a break. I'm about to sleep. <laughs> I'm so tired thinking about three things in one year. Pikmin 4 is a game that I will wait as long as they want to take with it. Just just take your time, make it when you make it. I will I will play it. Me yeah. too. I would like to wait until the end of the year. <laughs> I was I was hoping we'd see that rumored re-release with I'll new, just take that new yeah. campaign added or whatever no, that totally. rumor was. I don't know. I'd so love to see that. We were just talking about Mario Maker 2, which is out on Friday, which should be tomorrow if you're watching this episode as soon as it comes out. Which I cannot is wait. 
I'm so excited. I'm the, very excited too. Out. The 100 yeah. new single player levels is more exactly yeah, yeah, more than. That's a, a, that's a, I heard that it's a game that just stands on its own. That's it awesome. could have just been God, released. Awesome. Which yep. is really cool. Can't wait. So also out this week is uh, Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. And uh, Graveyard Keeper, which mm-hmm. pair I saw you watch playing yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about Graveyard? Yeah, Keeper? it's uh, how do you describe it? It's um, Stardew Valley, but instead of planting yes. crops, you plant bodies. So <laughs> you basically you are a graveyard keeper. The game starts with you dying essentially, and you know being promised that if you just You're do well in your new role as graveyard keeper, you may be able to return to your your loved one. What and, is, wait, um, wait a minute, you're not so you're not you're, buried. You're a skeleton. You're. you're no, you're you're still are you not a, a burly. Are you the, yeah, are you the character? Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Never mind. Um, no, are but, you the character in Ocarina of Time? What's his name? I was gonna say Dompe. Yeah, Dompe. They should do like a Crypt of the Necro Dancer awesome. and like team up with these guys and just put yes. Dompe in the game and give him his own side game. No, and Link shows up every now and then, pushes the graves out of the way, and he's like, "Stop doing that." You're a pretty normal-looking guy. Uh, you have a talking skull who uh, tells you everything. Right. About Is there a toilet with a hand in it, like in Dompe's no. graveyard? No, but that would. Can be we talk awesome, about Dompe? That would be an awesome crossover. No, but like you're you're restoring a cemetery. You're fixing graves. You are harvesting. You are putting bodies on an autopsy table. And yes, you can craft hamburgers by harvesting parts from your. Deceased. Brian and I just made the same expression. You to cannot that. get an alligator. Dompe is a cannibal. Yes. No, God, Dompe. that's good. That uh, was a Sweeney Todd reference that two people got. Wow. I got yeah. it. Thank you. Anyway, it's a um, wow. It's 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 a cute two D Harvest Moon kind of game yeah. where you just happen to grow evil. Crops. It's got a lot of humor to it. It's yeah. not like a grim. I mean, yeah. it's like it's dark humor. I'm just glad like Dompe finally Todd. got his own and game. And it's got it's been on PC for a bit. It's got <laughs> not um, gonna make it happen. <laughs> I'm making it happen. That's Dompe the video game. It will not be that. What about the owl from Ocarina? You think he'll ever get his own game? Uh, there is one. I'm sure Ubisoft made it. It'll be a VR game. No, that was with Hawks. That was Eagle no, Flight. No. Okay, Falcon that was Eagle Age. Flight. Yeah, those are different birds entirely, everyone. <laughs> isn't isn't Didn't the... Uh, do a whole Up at Noon episode about birds? Probably. Isn't the bird... <laughs> I wouldn't put that past Isn't myself. the bird the main character in Assassin's Creed? He's in every one of them. Yes. Yeah. They, the one that, go, that goes scraw every scraw. time you go to the top like, of a tower. It likes to fly in giant That's purples. also an eagle, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mapping game. Yeah. Anyway, the, the Wait, uh, Graveyard it's Keeper. It's a Pokemon. Yes. Anyway, Graveyard Keeper seems pretty cool. I don't yeah. know how, how like the long play experience is. I hear, mm-hmm. so the, it's got fairly good reviews on Steam, on mm-hmm. the Steam page on PC. Uh, I do hear that it gets fairly grindy eventually, mm-hmm. but it is a charming concept, that yeah. is for sure. So far, so good. And, you know, it's. The, the game doesn't do a lot. It, it's kind of pixel art looking, mm-hmm. 2D, runs great, no issues with reading the text that I've run into, which sometimes happens with PC ports. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a menu-heavy game with lots of items and upgrade trees. And it's one, one to check out for yourself, fun. maybe. Yeah. Maybe not, like, I'd immediately run out and buy it, but yeah, I, look into it. I like it so far. I'll, yeah. I'll report back yeah. as I play more. Yeah. And we talked about, and so we were just talking about Graveyard Keeper, and mm-hmm. next we are going to talk about Dandy Dungeon, which we talked a little bit about last week. Love and it. Pear, you're still super enjoying it. Yeah, I like it. Dude, I'm all about it. Yeah, I, so I told Tom, Tom, you need to play this. This is a very yeah. Marxian game. It was basically an order. Yeah. Like, it was basically my boss telling, like, Tom's like, what is this? Yeah. And it, I think I showed you the title screen music, and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm getting this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. it's great. It's so great. It is so much sillier and 
it it I, I thought it was just gonna be a joke game and it's like actually a very fun game and it's definitely got those mobile trappings like you can feel that it used to be a mobile game and to a certain extent in kind of the 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 grind that it makes you go through to unlock things but and like the inventory limits and that sort of stuff but uh it does not feel to its detriment, and it's just a very fun game that what's, is very silly. What's the full title of this game? Dandy Dungeon, The Legend of Brave Yamada. Legend of Brave Yamada. Or maybe not yeah. that, yeah, just yeah. Legend of Brave Yamada. That's a good title. Yeah. It's a very good title. It's a very silly game. I'm all about it. Yeah, I to me this this is one of the uh, it's one of the must owns that came with it. it's so it's so silly. It's game. so weird, but um, dude, it's so yeah. Weird. Pear just showed me a few minutes of it, and I'm buying it the second it hits the eShop tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin, Justin, who also played it on, a, are you going to play the music? Yeah, I'm going to play the music. <laughs> what if we get a copyright strike? Nah. <laughs> That'd be a bummer. Oh, I'm not, I have a saved game. I can't go into the music. Uh, How dare you? Uh, Justin Davis, who played this on mobile a million years ago when it came out on phones, was saying that it does kind of, similarly, it kind of has that mobile thing where you're going to need to do a lot of grinding eventually. Mm-hmm. But, um, at least what I've played so far is just so cute and yep. fun. And uh, I haven't, I haven't played it. I didn't have a code for it. I don't think you'd like it. Really? It has skeletons. Okay, <laughs> but um, I haven't. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you hate skeletons? I'm so, no, I'm so confused uh, by that comment. My brain stopped working. Yet. I wanted to see what you say. No, I think you should play it. It's really good. What? Yeah. Okay. No, I. I, <laughs> I like how she accepted it like, and walked that. I didn't know about the skeleton <laughs> thing at all. I don't. No. You don't not you don't not love skeletons. Yes. Look, I didn't want to make a dragon joke. <laughs> it has no dragons. You're okay with skeletons. I'm fine with skeletons. But you don't you're not crazy about them. I'm not crazy about them. I don't think anyone is really loving them. I love <laughs> I love skeletons. You love skeletons? Yeah. You date a skeleton in Undertale. Spooky scary skeletons? That's true. It's because I loved um you know, I really like Ray Harryhausen's work and I'm very fond of skeleton battles. Technically, all of us is skeletons. I don't know where we've gone. Yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> I have. I anyway, have the, the so list. we're talking about games out this week, <laughs> but I'm still playing a game that came out last week on the Switch, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys are still playing other games as well. But I just really want to talk about Slay the Spire. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're still playing that, man. So, so because I only started playing it nine days ago. I cannot see how many hours I've put into it yet, mm-hmm. but I can see how many hours all of my successful runs have taken. So if we take only my successful runs in which I have completed Slaying the Spire, I have played the game for more than 25 hours. In a week? In nine days. Wow. And I'm, then how many failed runs do you have? I don't even know. <laughs> but I am obsessed. Wow. And I'm admitting this to only wow. NVC. Here it goes. So this weekend, the Monster Hunter Iceborne beta was out on mm-hmm. PS4 for um, pro members. One of the most like important PS days Plus of my members. life. No, man. And so on, it started on Friday, and I got home on Friday, and I played Slay the Spire. And then on Saturday, I played Slay the Spire. And then on Sunday, I played Monster Hunter Iceborne beta just long enough to beat the three missions and to beat the uh, new Master Rank Rathalos. And then I played more Slay the Spire. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... I really, really like that game. Yeah. I okay. was telling Tom earlier today that I beat um, the fourth floor on Ascension Level 1, 
And I had I didn't know that was impressive. She until- <laughs> she th- this is like she beat the final boss of the game on one of the higher difficulty levels, basically. And oh my god! Like it is. Are you writing the strategy guide? Impressive. I should. Like that yeah, is. Can impressive. you please write the strategy guide? <laughs> there are twenty levels of ascension, and I the first one know. will kick your butt have, on its have, own. Have we told our audience like what this game yes. is? Yeah, we talked yeah, about we, it last week. I guess we're refreshing. It is a deck since, building roguelike. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds it. like something I wouldn't like, honestly, right. just from that description. But yeah. playing that game, I really dig it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, I've gotten some tweets from people being like, I'm into this too, or yeah. like asking if I'd recommend it. I 100% recommend it. I think it is a genuine game of the year contender at the end of this wow. year. Um, I think we're going to be talking about it in awards. Even if it doesn't win the big one, it's mm-hmm. going to be discussed because it is it is just one of the best deck building games you could Play. And, and dis- there's so dis- much replayability. Dis- yeah. Disclaimer, as always, this game is published by Humble Bundle. Yeah. Humble Bundle is yes. owned by the same company that IGN is owned by, Ziff Davis Media. But as we said last week, pretty much all that means is that we yeah. forget we have to say that occasionally yeah. and they don't have any other interaction with us. Yeah, all of our focus is on servicing the big switch stand industry anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. They, they do pay us directly yeah. to promote huge, their products. Huge, huge money out yeah. there. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, you guys. I'm yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with that disclosure, like, man, it is such a good game. Like, it is. God, so I, I've you, been playing it yeah. for two years because it came out on PC on uh, in early access a million years ago, and it's so wonderful. It is so wonderful to see it come out on Switch, and suddenly all these other people are like picking it up and realizing how great it is. I remember when you showed it to me, and yeah. I said, "What's this?" card game yeah, yeah. but man there there huh? are three different characters with three different sets of cards and as you play with them you unlock more cards and more relics which serve as passive abilities and every day you have a new challenge with a different set of rules and give you like really interesting you'd hate Sorry. this game Ryan yeah. but why don't put this on me <laughs> it has and they give skeletons. you a really interesting set I love skeletons oh, okay. It does have skeletons. Mm-hmm. I and think skeletons Some of the writing rule. is just like really silly and funny, and I don't. It's great. You should totally. You guys should totally play it. I love it. I talked about it last week too. No, I will good. also say that you like playing it is worth it because it does not. As as a lot of people pointed out, especially in my review from earlier this year when it left early access, it's not like the prettiest game in the world. You'll look at it and it's kind of like a little flat and a little ugly and the character designs are like not bad but yep. just like a little weird <laughs> it's like yep. a very strange looking game but uh the actual core of it the actual mechanics of playing it is like really 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 yep. good what are cool. you guys playing i'm playing my friend pedro i started that one too yeah are you good at it uh <laughs> no, i'm not amazing at it i'm not amazing like at I've, it either I, I still struggle with the split shots and stuff like yeah. that. yeah um, which you know on the controller is not as doesn't feel as natural as it should be yeah. but uh, no i really dig it it's a it's a fun we talked about this a little bit last week it's a it's basically a bullet time game yep where it's a 2d side scroller where you like jump and do flips in the air and you do dodge moves as uh as People shoot at you. It could be a John Wick game, honestly. Kind right? of, yeah. Like, um, and it just it's a lot. It's a lot good. goofier because yeah. you, your best friend is a talking banana. That's right. Um, but if it just feels good, it's a it's a really fun game. When you get good at mm-hmm. it, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, and it sort of nudges you to replay levels and and get S ranks or whatever it's, their version of that is. Yep. Um, yeah, I I like it a lot. I want to keep playing it. It's um very 
goofy and self-aware of that, which mm-hmm. I appreciate, but also hyper stylish and violent, which is <laughs> a, a beautiful mix. When you pull off something great, like killing people while you're flipping in the air and yep. landing a certain way, it just feels good. Yeah, you know, it's just a it's, it's a fun thing. It's no, like, totally. It's like a great Matrix action sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing that one. I'm playing CTR Crash Team Racing. Which uh, you know, I, I've um, I've seen it uh, run on the other platforms. Playing it on Switch now, uh, it's a this is a competent port. It looks good. Um, I mistakenly said uh, the other console versions run at sixty. It's actually they all run at thirty. <laughs> the Switch version is just bumped down in um, uh, just in resolution. Kind of, it's, yeah. It is noticeable, especially on the TV. On the small screen, it isn't. Uh, I'm mostly playing it on the go. It's a highly technical kart racer. It's a really good game, along with uh, Sonic and Mario. These are the top three yeah. kart racers out there. Um, I would put this probably second after Mario Kart. Um, oh. It is harder. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult game. Um, it definitely is. And the pulling off the power sliding can be pretty tricky. From what I noticed um, when I did some Let's Plays of it, when you play it on easy, it's incredibly easy. And mm-hmm. when you bump it up from there, it gets ridiculously hard. So it's got some weird sort of balance issues that I hope they kind of patch yeah. around. It's not like Mario Kart where like the first race and when you start eight, you're going to win coming first. Yeah. Um, in this one, there's a chance that you'll be fourth. It's also like there is not a really no. a deep bench of recognizable iconic characters to pick from in this game. Like You get like two or three guys yeah. in and you're like, who is that? Is that a tree? I just love <laughs> that one of them is just that like all these characters are like anthropomorphized animals mm-hmm. and yeah. then there's just a tiger. Yeah. And just a polar bear. Yep. Like they're yep. not really, they're just animals. The tiger's the mm-hmm. cutest. They're both adorable. I love them. But you have like this weird bandicoot man who's funnily shaped and wearing pants but not a shirt. And yep. then you just have a naked tiger. And it's like, how did those guys <laughs> hang out? Like what? what's going on here? I don't know. It's true. That's, feel weird about it. That's yeah. what you were thinking about. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's also, if you've been playing Mario Kart your whole life, man, power sliding takes a minute to get used to. Yeah, yeah. Like, just a, if you didn't grow up with CTR and you're playing it for the first time in 2019, it is weirdly rhythmic, and that is yeah. so sort of antithetical to what Mario Kart does with their power sliding. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's, I mean, this game has an uphill battle, as, you know, as, as did Sonic Racing, obviously. It is on the platform with the best Mario Kart game and the best the best kart racer ever yeah. made. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, it's on a platform where people are conditioned to love kart racing games. Yeah. So I think there's room for it to, <laughs> yeah. to sell well. So if you're done playing Mario Kart and you're done playing it online, this is a, this is a really fun game. Yeah. Yep. Tom, you were playing Muse Dash? Yeah, a little bit. You want to give us a short rundown? Yeah, uh, Muse Dash came out. Uh, it is like kind of a guilty pleasure of a game I'm playing right now, to be perfectly frank. It was a mobile game. It's a rhythm game that the the soundtrack is almost exclusively like as far as i understand it chinese pop music it's like very very bubblegum pop and i'm all about it because i'm a total dork um and it's a two button rhythm game so literally all you use is the left and the right trigger i've been playing it on pc full disclosure because i i could get it easily there and uh i just needed like i was at home one day and i was kind of distracted and a little like tired and stressed from e3 and i just needed something to like not think about and that came really in handy oh nice because all you do is there's just two tracks and you press the right bumper for the bottom one and the left bumper for the top one and kind of the appeal of it is that the graphics are weird and like the notes are these different enemies that you're punching uh so it's a very it's basically a rhythm game just simplified down to its core uh it's also a little like weirdly sexual but not like the like the 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 
company logo is like Pero Pero Games, just like the O's are just boobs. Oh. And then you get in there. They're owl eyes. Mm. (laughs) and then like all the characters when you're actually playing the game it doesn't seem very sexual and then some of the alternate costumes you can unlock are just like basically like playboy bunny outfits like it's just kind of like weirdly sexual at times and then other times you can just completely ignore it and it's just like a very very fun rhythm game when you when you said muse ass i i thought you said like mustache me too i thought (laughs) that was like a mustache yeah that was like a mustache game Uh two two words muse Muse dash uh it's definitely i haven't played it on switch so i don't can't speak to the port there Mm -hmm. but uh it's a kind of neat thing and the way they're doing it is usually when you buy it on mobile you have to pay like I think it's either free on mobile or it's at least it's like $3 on Steam and then you have to pay to unlock songs. Mm-hmm. The way they're doing it on Switch is I think it's $25. I might be wrong about that, but around there. And it comes with all the songs and all future songs that are added to it are going to be free on Switch. Oh, nice. Which is uh-huh. just kind of a nice little quality of life yeah. thing for a console. Nice. I like it. Cool. Do you guys have time for question block? Yes. All right. I so have to, I have to be quick, but yeah. Okay, we'll be we'll be quick. Uh, one question. Neil Trachy said, with Astral Chain coming out this summer, what's everyone's favorite chain restaurant? Is it Olive Garden? <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> uh, my 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 peoples are crying right wow. now. Wow! No, it's Chick Fil A. They are endlessly crying over breadsticks. Um, Chick Fil A. Yeah, I love Chick Fil A. Really? Yeah. I, I don't Chick-fil-A love Chick Fil A. Is another Chick-fil-A, Florida but I love culture. the Chick Fil A sandwich. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't think I have one. In and out. In and out. Yeah. Oh, there for sure. Go. Yeah. Does uh, that count? A good one. Yeah. I guess that counts. Why are we talking about food again? I'm so hungry. <laughs> I don't know if this is my favorite favorite, but I'd maybe go with the counter. I really like the counter. Counter's good. You guys ever been to Publix? A burger place? Mm-hmm. Publix? Huh? No, so I have, a, I have an Olive Garden story, <laughs> which is why I chose this question. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. This Did, someone alligator pups again? Did somebody there take your Pokemon saves? No, so uh, <laughs> I got my tonsils removed, and then I almost died and couldn't what? eat for three weeks. What? This is and dark. <laughs> Um, so after those three weeks were up and I was just able to start eating food again, I begged my parents for braised beef and tortellini from Olive Garden. And they were afraid to get it for me because they afraid me eating solid food that soon would reopen my wounds and send me back to the hospital. Uh, but I got it anyway because I promised to just eat the tortellini and I very much enjoyed that solid food. You didn't eat the braised beef? I did not. So is your answer Olive Garden? Sure. <laughs> You are like a like a, a a a wealth of just wonderful, insane stories. I I never I never cease to be amazed that, at them. That's so random. Yeah. Like, well, I remember. How how is it not having tonsils? Um, it's fine. You don't. I no that? longer she has have. A I no longer have the flood living inside of my throat. That's good. That did happened. you ever go back and finish the dish and get the braised beef? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> All right. No, this happened when I was when I was sixteen. So you know, it was a while ago. It's amazing. During that same time period where I was uh, incapacitated and couldn't talk, I had a friend who repeatedly kept trying to call me to ask me about Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I couldn't talk, so I couldn't tell her how to fix her Wii or which DS game she should take on her spring break trip. Oh my god! While was, I was like dying in bed. This is like before texting, right? Do yeah. you sometimes wake up in the middle of the night with that memory and you're like, oh. Brace beef and tortellini. (laughs) (laughs) Please, uh, friends, please do not send braised beef tortellinis. Please. That's their saying. It's when you're here and your tonsils are destroyed. Yes. And your family, you can eat half of some of our dishes. I can can never eat this dish now because I'm going to think of tonsils. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. 
it was soft enough for me to be able to eat. I can't eat there because they trample on everything that my my Italian family and heritage believes in. But have you noticed that Tom's really quiet now? Because he loves it. I'm so sorry. I'm just craving soup and breadsticks, to be honest. Why are you guys so hungry doing (laughs) this show? Let's get out of here. I'm so hungry. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching (laughs) NBC. We're going to leave to go eat lunch now. (laughs) (laughs) At 4 p.m. 4 p.m. On a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, you can catch NBC every Thursday at 3 p.m. on your favorite podcasting platform or IGN.com or YouTube.com. Guys, where where can they find you, Tom? Uh, at Tom R. Marks on Twitter. And I'm Shiny KCD on Twitter. Pair IGN on Twitter. And I'm Agent Bizzle on Twitter. Thanks for watching. And remember, this is the only place you can get the beef. <laughs> <laughs>